Welcome to The Outcast, the podcast from Outlaw Pro, the ultimate angling experience. So here we are back again in the Outcast podcast studio down here in sunny Billericay, Essex. And I've got a real treat for you coming up. We have got a very, very special guest today. Somebody that's been around the track a fair bit, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> and... He's got a brilliant sense of humour. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Leon Bartrop. Hello. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. Long time no speak, no see. Absolutely. We've waved at each other. Yeah, at the shows. At shows. But, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've been on the bank together, mate, isn't it? Is it? It's got to be when we've done Extreme Carp, wasn't it? How, how many Ooh. years ago is that? Right. Well, there's going to be lots of people listening to this that probably weren't even born then. <laughs> Extreme Carp was a TV programme that we ran on Sky for three years, I think, 2000. Five, six, and seven, but that's I think cool. it was 2006. So that's 17 years ago. 17 years ago. Wow. I tell you what, mate, you're looking good for it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't aged. I don't feel it inside. <laughs> no, it's, well, that's one of the nice things about being an angler, isn't it? We don't age. No, we don't. No, because we're out in the sunshine, out in the fresh air, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Lots of oxygen. Absolutely. So, yeah, fair play. 17 years back in the saddle again. Under the spotlight, let's have a chat about your fishing. Where are you fishing at the moment? What are you doing? Last couple of years, I've been up uh, um, in the Cambridgeshire area, right? Uh, St Ives, and then at the Woolpack. Uh, and it's just oh, it just suits oh. my type of fishing. You've got fish in there over fifty years old, and the most important thing, apart from those really old historical fish, is that it's fairly quiet. Yeah, and I don't know if you're like me. The older you get. The, the more, grumpier you the get. The more grumpy you get. <laughs> and someone cast it, you swim, and you're losing the plot a little bit. And it's, it's a bit more gentlemanly. Yes, like, you yeah, know, there's not as much right. intensity. It's, um, I think that's why I've been fishing for so long. I just enjoy it. Well, there's, di- there's different types of fishing, isn't there? I remember just you saying about Woolpack then. Mm. God, me and Crowey went there when it first opened as a day ticket. All right. That, so that hell. would be very early 90s, I think, when it had just set up when we were doing the day ticket yeah. waters features. I remember, yeah. And uh, yeah, that would have been, uh, well, to be honest, I can't remember, but it would have been early 90s. I remember it being lovely, very clear water and some really nice scaly looking yeah, things you, in there You've got well. like four lakes on the complex. You've got lake four, lake five, six, lake seven, lake eight. Because uh, you would have. They wouldn't start at one, would they? If you've got well, four lakes. that's <laughs> a bit further up. That's owned by someone else. One, two, right. and three is like um, a private syndicate as well. Okay. With some just as impressive fish in there yeah, that, yeah. that you don't hear a lot about. Yeah. Uh, but a few, you know, old school anglers fish it and that. But it's, it's just really old fish, proper gravel pits with weed and bars yeah. and overhangs and just old, wrinkly old Cambridgeshire carp. Cambridge is amazing, isn't it? It was Well, actually, it was in Cambridge that, that was the last place that we fished It together. was, wasn't so, it? Yeah, was different a, type of venue. But um, Was it Willow? Was it Willow? Or, I think it was Willow. And Vermoodham, wasn't it? We'd done, yeah. a, we'd done um, trying to catch them and that. And yes. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, I great think we did fun, a, wasn't it? Yes, I remember it being... Was it was it quite hot then as well, and did it rain overnight? I think I'm trying so, to remember yeah, there anyway. But that's a, anyway. Look, that's that's a long time ago. But let's talk Cambridge then, because it, it's a, it's an incredible county for carp, Cambridge. Yeah, you know, from from the border with Lincolnshire, it seems to have come into its own mm. over the last few years. You know, there's always been big fish there. The fat lady was a big fish, a real target fish over the years, but. You've you got know, Grenville as well, haven't you, there? It's exactly. Just like, it's, it's literally, there's so many. You've got St. Ives, you've got Grenville, you've got lots of different lakes around that area. You've even got the River Ouse with carp yeah. in. Even though the predators and the otters have diminished them quite a lot, you've still got 
carp in there. They're they're a real achievement to catch one out there. Well, that, that, you know, one of the things I was going to say is there's something in the water up there, isn't there? Most because definitely. The fish in Cambridge yeah. just seem to grow really, really big. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter whereabouts you are. Like, is Deeping's Cambridge or is that Lincolnshire? I think that's right on the Peterborough, border. isn't it? I think it, it might still be Cambridge, I yeah, think, yeah. but it's right all, on the border, to be yeah, fair. it's all that sort of, uh, you know, that, yeah, that more, county just seems to be the big fish county. The more you think about it, the more you think, oh, yeah, that water, you've got, like, the folly. Which yeah. is up there as well, and yeah. you've got all these walls. You think, oh yeah, that one, that one's got some biggers in that one's. Yeah. It's Carp County for me, Cambridge. Yeah, you know, and and over the last ten years, it's it's become Carp County. Yeah. I think for, maybe fifteen years now, but uh, but, but too, what I like about it also is that you can, where well, it's not so busy, you can actually get on with your fishing how you want to fish. Yes, and something I've done this year, we I've just gone back to catapult, frying stick, eighteen mil boilies, tiger nuts, um, braided hooklings, just. Going back 30 years to how you used to fish it. Well, you know, when we fish in competition, you can't go in with a style or a standard. You have to adapt. Mm. And I think that's one of the good things about, um, for me, competition fishing and also doing the old day ticket thing, that when you're traveling around different waters, you've got to be adaptable. Mm. And I think there's a lot of people these days that tend to jump on either a going rig or a going method. It's always sort of been like that. But the better anglers are the ones that can think their way around a problem. And, you know, prime example, how often do you see a throwing stick? Now, we won the World Championships with a throwing Mm. stick last year. It's as simple as that. Throwing stick and solubles, that's what won the World Champs. Wow. And yet, you know, other people, other years, should I say, it would be spotting. Other years, it was a solid bag. You've got to be adaptable. And and I just don't see throwing sticks and boilies that much. I don't see them at all. It's crazy. It's It's such a good method. You see, um, a catapult, throwing stick... It's less disturbance than a spot. I mean, I do use a spawn and a spod and that type of thing. I've gone on to using a um, like um, a calder. Uh, is it a wind something? Or it doesn't make as much noise. Oh right. Okay. So it's like it's all about where I'm fishing. Uh, trying not to make as much noise with two heavy leads. I'm using like little yeah. like two ounce leads, and I'm using stringers. Stringers. I mean, a lot of people go, well, "What's that?" Stringers are brilliant. You know, <laughs> you know or three bait yeah. PVA mesh sort of triangles and pulling them through. The old hemorrhoid rig. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Leon's got the hemorrhoid. (laughs) But it's like, it's, it didn't stop working. We just go on to different things, don't we? And, you know, at carp these days, they get so much pressure everywhere that I think they're conditioned. Yes. And, and as, as much as you can condition them to eat on the spot, there'll be other times where you'll condition them to shy off it. Yeah. And that's yeah. where being adaptable and yeah, you know that boilie side of things really works. Counts. Yeah. Uh, do you do you find that you catch bigger fish on boilie? Um, do you think? Because that's the old school view, isn't it? You know, particles are good, but it swings around about. I, I think you do. But the thing is, if you're all using boilie on the lake, you're going to catch the bigger fish, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But if you're all using particle, then you're going to catch the bigger fish. If everyone yeah. uses like the Ronnie rig, brilliant rig. Never used it myself. Yeah. Um, oh, you're missing out. I've sheeped I, I probably right am. up on that. I probably am, but, yeah. but it's sheeped up. Yeah, I've probably it, sheeped it, on that. It's like everyone's forgotten about the chod rig. Yeah. That's what had its day, and it got quite a bit uh, used, and fish were falling off and all that, so people forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, now's the time to get back on it. Yes. It didn't stop being a good rig. Yeah, yeah. Still a good rig. It's Tell you, so I'm the Ronnie a bit to get back onto it. Yeah. <laughs> I just It's almost like the Ronnie was a development of the chod rig, though, mm. because it made chod rig fishing that little bit safer, Yeah, as in they didn't yes. fall off as yeah. much. Yeah. But Brilliant uh, rig. I tell you, what, what I found with the chod, actually, I, I find that the, the chod is pretty good when there's craze around. And, yeah. you know, the craze are a pain in the arse at any time, aren't they? They yeah. just absolutely batter you. 
but using like a, a choddy, especially with a screw rather than mm. with a, a some sort of a stop, then I think the crays find it a little bit harder to deal with. Yeah, it's all, I mean, I've fished a few lakes over the years with crays, and they're, um, they're just a bloody nightmare. But yeah. it's a few things I did uh, was, one, use lots of bait. Yeah. So you're feeding them off sort of thing. Yeah. Two, fish silty areas. Yeah. They don't like the open. Not keen on it. Yeah. Not keen on that. And um, don't use things like lead core. Uh, anything with lead in it, they're on it and yeah. biting it and eating it. Like, yeah. you know, they love a rig component, though, don't they? They'll take your hair stop. They'll take your hair no, stop, everything. I've, I've, before now, not that the bait was crap, but with with the previous bait I was using, you'd have the bait, it'll come back and you think, brilliant, and then you'd find your hair stops gone yeah, yeah. and they'd nip the loop. <laughs> yeah. You think, you absolute <laughs> bastards. And that, you've, another good you've one. rig. Which we used to use uh, is that the little Drenum feeders yeah. used to cut the ends off, put the put paste in them, yeah. and then wrap it round it, boil it, but they couldn't get the paste inside because it's right. plastic. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they sell them little feeders anymore. No, not the tiny ones. So, or wooden balls, put loads of flavour yeah. in a wooden ball a wooden and ball use that because they can't, they can't eat it. Yeah, I think the. the I would rather feed them off and use yes, bait yeah, if I can do. Yeah. And, and uh, we've suddenly gone off on a completely different tangent. We're on cray tips now. Um, what we found out at Abbey Lakes, when I set Abbey Lakes up over there, there were so many crayfish in there. And what we found was liver baits seemed to put them off. And you would think that liver oh, would be exactly what yeah. they want, but they yeah. didn't like liver that much. The other one is 22 mil halibut pellets. Because okay. they absolutely love a 22 mil halibut pellet. Mm. One, because it's a big halibut pellet, but two, because they've got something to play with. Because, you know, unless they're really big, Jump it. they just do that for ages on it. So all they're doing is they're breaking the bait up for you, making noise. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. Everything's going out. I didn't think of it that way. So using craze to your advantage mm. by actually putting 22 mil halibut pellets yeah. and then fishing boily by the side of it. If you put halibut pellet and a boily next door to each other, I can guarantee the majority of craze I've ever met mm. will go for that <laughs> rather than that. And uh, nice. yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I remember another little crazy story. It was on um, when I used to do the carpology below the surface films uh, mm. or, or features. Such an insight they so, were. Oh, it was Unbelievable. Brilliant fun. Um, we got Finchie out on, uh, it was a lake in the Cotswold. I've forgotten the name of it. And he's cast into the back of a bar and he's incredibly accurate, Finchie. And he's chucked mm. his, his, his rig just on the back of the bar and it's landed with a donkey. He's gone, yeah, that's perfect. And he was using Tiger Line at the time. Okay, and I'm trying yeah. to follow this tiger line, and I cannot see it. It's that good underwater. Blimey. And if you can't see what you're trying to follow, obviously you get lost. And I'm searching around for ages trying to find this rig, and I could not find it. And then I saw the lead right by the side of a crayfish hole. Now, ah. crayfish tend to love to sit on bars, yeah, yeah. and, and their, their nest looks a bit like a badger set. Okay. So a small version of that. So the lead is at the entrance to the badger set. Yeah. And you can imagine the cray sitting there in his nest. <laughs> Fringy's cast out, the lead's gone, funk, <laughs> by the side. And he's gone, oh, I'll have that. And he's pulled it and in. And he's pulled the ring back in the set. <laughs> yeah. So you imagine... Not, not fishing ever. Never. Never in a million never. years. No, not a chance. It's actually oh. back down the hole. So, wow. Uh, yeah, interest, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Um, look, we've, we've talked about the carpology features. You are very, very active on media, social media in particular, yeah. YouTube. Uh, it's, it's one of the things that you're, mm. you're known for, and you've got a really interesting style as well. You've, got some, you've done some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to enjoy yourself, haven't you? You've got to have a bit of fun. It's not all about catching and yeah it's great to catch but i mean like we've yeah we've done some weird and wonderful things on youtube and that like uh fire in the frontier is that the one <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of in particularly funnily enough yes fire in the frontier i mean you know as um as somebody that's involved in media you always want to do something that either pushes or even breaks the boundary 
of what's on there and for it to be so different everybody looks at it and to yeah. be fair that was uh, it was just a bit of fun I remember I got a phone call I think from um, Lewis yeah. oh he messaged me I was like do you fancy doing something a little bit different you know, I'm quite independent. I use lots of different people's gear. He says, yeah, so I, yeah. I said, yeah, what did you have in mind exactly? He went, well, you know this guy on YouTube and that, we want to replicate that with uh, Mozza and that. And I thought, as soon as he hit my, I went, right, I mean, that would be, yeah. be absolute crazy. Uh, and, yeah, it was just real, really good fun. It did cause a bit of controversy in the fishing world. Some people absolutely loved it and, and other people were like, oh, really hated it. What is they? going on? But that's, yeah. that's good media. To well, me. it was for, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, have a look on YouTube and have a look at Fire in the Frontier on YouTube. It's on the Fox channel, I think, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And basically what happened was... Mozza is MC Mozza, and I've got what a talented man Mozza is. Yeah, uh, you know, he really is. He's great with his editing, he's a good angler, he's a good cameraman, he's actually a really good MC. Yeah, uh, so he was rapping, and you were DJing DJ Btrop, DJ Btrop, DJ Btrop. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I was, um, I can't remember the guy's name, I was, I was meant to be, uh, but I had all the chains on, the hat on, and yeah. give it Mozzarella's prompts and that, and Mandem this, and seagulls, <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. It was just, well, we, we couldn't stop laughing half the time when we was filming it. Um, it was just really good fun, and it was just, you know, you got to take yourself a little bit, not serious sometimes, yeah. haven't you? Pushing, pushing the boundaries of advertising that Pushing one, the boundaries of advertising. But talking about serious, there was a few people that reacted quite badly to it. What's carp fishing becoming and all of that? It's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, I don't understand it myself, but it's, you just got to see it for what it is. A bit of fun, a bit of joke, have a laugh, you, you know, but people are getting really like, that's not carp fishing, and these are that. Like, oh, okay, you know. How do you cope with trolls? Do you uh, do you get trolled a lot? Because you you, um, not you do really. some edgy stuff. Don't no, you? I don't really. Um, there's two ways of dealing with it, uh, dealing with it. Is is that you either agree and go yes, well, yeah, yeah, and they, then they got nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, or you just ban them off your page or whatever. I, I tend to go the other way and leave the comments on there. Yeah. So it makes them look even sillier than what I think they look like. You know, and just agree. Yeah, you're right. Or Never get into an argument. There's no point. There's no point. Life's too no, short. No, Life's no. Too no. Sh but that's no what they want. They're looking for a reaction. Yes. So yeah, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. You know, you're only fueling more madness, aren't yes. you? Yeah. Well, more talk negativity. Talking about madness as well, you know, uh, Fire in the Frontier was pretty wacky. Mm. Um, <laughs> picnic time as Yes, well. we did picnic time with Mark Pitchers. We did that. Um, I actually, for about four or five months, well, I knew he was going to do another great idea of Lewis's and Harry's, I think. Uh, and I, I grew a beard with a handlebar moustache and a little goatee and that. Wore a red, a red and white striped jacket, a straw hat, <laughs> and we was doing picnic and that. And that was that was an almost fun as well. That was great, great fun. What was the idea behind that? Just well, talking about was, food I, or? I, yeah, it was just talking about what my favourite cheese was. And it just got all a bit out of hand, really. And yeah. we, it, that was really, it was just really good fun. Uh, but the problem with it was it was going to be a series so Mark was going to have lots of different people on that doing picnic time. Yes. But we'd done it so well and it was so good that there was nowhere else to go with it. <laughs> so we sort of done ourselves out of a, doing a series, really. Yeah, crazy. So biscuit time was... Um, the, oh, you have biscuit, biscuit. the weekend. Oh, I love a, a biscuit, as you can regular. see. We, that's something I do. I've done on my YouTube channel, on my, um, on my Catch More Carp subscription. We do biscuit of the week as well. Um, it's, it's, it's quite mad as well that... 
a lot of guys I speak to or I've subscribers or look at the YouTube and that, they say, the only time I can watch fishing, my missus lets me, is either when you used to have your little dog, yeah. pork chop, or when we're doing biscuit of the week. Because the missus goes, what biscuit has he got? So he can watch all of his fishing programmes then. It's, so, it's yeah. amazing what appeals to people, but it shows that it's not all about just technical stuff no. or, or teaching or look how great I am. It's, you know... Let's face it. A lot of the time, people want to be entertained as well as instructed, yeah. don't they? So, uh, yeah, it's entertainment, uh, or you got to give value. You know, we've got to entertain someone, give them something they can take into their own fishing, value-wise. Not just like well, this is a rig, but 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 it's like, all oh, right, okay. Well, can you actually show me how to tie it? Okay, yeah, but why do you use that particular material? Yeah. In your opinion, why do you? Not because you're sponsored or why do you use that bit of material or whatever? That's what people want to know. Yeah. And running a social media marketing company, if you, just YouTube, if you look at the stats and that, the most thing you think, right, this is how I'm going to get loads of views, holding a fish up. Mm. But you look at your stats and your analytics, as soon as you get to that person holding a fish up, your views drop. And I used to think, why is that? And it's because people don't want to see you catching it. They want you to tell them how to catch that fish. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's around about the other way of what you perceive it should be like. It's, a, it's an interesting, um, interesting concept as well, isn't it, that, that there are so many different channels of social media out there now too Yeah. that different people consume their media in a slightly different way and different yep. platforms appeal to different people. So, you know, you can have something that raves really well on YouTube that absolutely drops on the floor on yep. TikTok. Uh, and it's it's partly down to putting the right thing on the right platform, but also the audience appeal as well. Very, very different all, audiences. All different social media channels attract, as you say, different people, different age groups, different demographics. Facebook is more of your older demographic, more of your sort of like 40, 50-year-olds. Your TikTok's a lot younger. We're uh, TikTok generation, I would say. Um, TikTok yeah. generation's probably... That's, you, that's me. You, you, you're sort of up to 25s, I'd yeah, say, that, the that's 30s. That's, yeah, that's I'm probably just coming out of TikTok generation. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got like Instagram is, is quite young. It's like 25 to about 40 yeah. as well. So it's um, something that doesn't do very well in the UK is like X or Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. called X now. Well, it's just people having political arguments and yeah. stating America's points about wokeness. It's ridiculous, isn't but, it? But it's um, it's never really taken off in in, in yeah. the UK sort of thing. Uh, all I ever see on TikTok, on um, X or um, Twitter, yeah, is uh, is politics and arguments and people trying yeah. to force their view on you. Yeah. You know, TikTok seems to be ridiculous entertainment of either people taking their clothes off or doing stupid dances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's really growing. That is... Um, what, they're taking the clothes off for the yeah, stupid dance? <laughs> there you go, folks. You've heard it first. <laughs> Take your clothes off TikTok, you DJ get a million views. B-trop. Yeah. <laughs> or Batrop. <laughs> next. Uh, but YouTube's a really good channel as well, you know. Yeah. It's like, if you want to learn anything, or how do I tie that, or how do I change my will... YouTube is the biggest search engine in the world. Well, it's the Encyclopedia Britannica for those of us that are old enough to remember you it. Know, if you it's... want to know a fact, then then it's there somewhere, isn't it? And and YouTube is the, the best Just, Haynes manual that there is. If I want to know anything about anything, yeah. there's got to be a video on YouTube about it. Yes. You know, why does the sun go round? Whatever it is, you put that in, you go, there's some professor telling you, or, or yeah. how, how do I paint my living room? Yeah. It's all on there. How do you paint my living room? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk jobs then, because you've got a very interesting past too. You 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 are currently a media guru, effectively. Yeah. So 
Yeah, no, let's yeah, not fly me on trumpet. You're doing pretty well at it, mate. You've been doing it for a long time, and the, you're pretty good at it. The thing is, with with um, I don't really tell anybody what I've done for the last 10, 15 years. Doing, I, I help set up lots of different fishing companies, media, sticky baits, urban baits, total fishing tackle, Western development, summit tackle. I've sort of gone in there yeah. for one, two, three years, showing them how they can do it, and then they take it in-house and yeah, yeah. Do, do their thing sort of thing. Um, it just gives me a buzz learning how to grow someone's channel, give them more traffic on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or, you know, give them more sales. or It's just... It gives, it's my thing. It's what yeah. I like doing. Um, and I realised many, many years ago when I was a consultant with different companies out, and I'd go out with photographers and that, and it's like I'd learn as much as I could from them. Mm. So I started off my business taking product shots and then doing videos of um, a product or whatever it is. And then, and then social media sort of come along 10, 15 years ago. Learned any, everything I could, self-taught, done some you know, courses and things like that. And just, I'm constantly looking at videos and talking to people in America, talking to Instagram, talking to Facebook. How does this work? How does that? It's always changing. Yeah, It's always changing. And, you know, I get paid well for helping companies grow their traffic and their profits. A lot of my business now has gone away from the fishing side. Mm. And I do a lot of my business with um, dentists, with, uh, you know, care homes. Yeah things like that, which is um, uh, filming and editing and it's just lots of things like that. Yeah, I, just yeah. enjoy, I really enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. It's a, you know, one of the questions that I used to get asked an awful lot of the time was, how do I get involved in the angling trade? And, uh, you know, loads of kids want to get involved in the angling trade or the angling industry in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And, and back in the day, really, the way that you got involved was you used to work in a tackle shop originally. Yeah, catch a few You'd, fish, wasn't it? Catch, well, catch a few fish and hope to become sponsored. Or alternatively, you work yeah. in a tackle shop as the Saturday boy and work your way up. And then doors open after it. Yeah. Um, nowadays, social media and media in particular seems to be a way that people can get in. But it's not all about you and catching fish. It's about how you can promote the brand that you're trying to work for. In fact, the fish that you're catching is probably the lesser amount of that. Really. Uh, 100%, definitely. Uh, I get lots of messages from people saying, oh, I'd love to do what you do. You're a full-time angler. Well, I'm not yeah, a full-time no. angler. You know, I'm furthest from it, you can yeah, imagine. Yeah. How do I get into the industry? Well, I say, look, go to college, do your thing, have your side hustle, yeah. learn out about photography, learn how to film properly. Look, I mean, you've just got to look at, on social media, every two or three, four months, Nash or Fox, like, um, we need a new videographer. Yeah. We need a new guy to work in our media team. Blah, 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 blah. Expanding all the time. You know, yeah. if you've got fishing experience and you sort of know how to do that, yeah. you've got a chance to get that job. There's this lack of videographers in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not getting a job as a full-time sponsored angler. Never in a million years. Just from nowhere. You're just not getting it. It's it, not happening. It's not happening ever again. Yeah, yeah. You've got to bring something. Catching fish is a bonus. Yeah. You've got to be able to bring... You're good with um, as a graphic designer, or yeah. you're good as a videographer, or an editor, or a social media marketer, or you know yeah. you're you're good at packing stuff in a warehouse. Yes, uh, <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever it, is, it is, bring something it's to the business. Got nothing to really do with fishing. That's just a yeah, yeah. a bonus yeah. that you can work your way into yeah. with with that company. Absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about your job prior to that as well, because you've had quite an interesting past as well. It's yes. not fishing related, but it is quite interesting. So you you served for a while. You were in the RAF. I was, I was in the RAF where I was very young. Served for four years, I think. Yep. 
uh, had a I got medically discharged from there because I had an accident. Right. So I had to come out of that. When I worked in the city, um, temping and worked my up to being a, uh, a stockbroker. Would you believe? Really? I used to buy and sell shares well, for these big companies and that. And uh, yeah, that was good. I mean, the most business we ever done in one year just myself was a hundred million pounds right. we did of just buying and selling shares for clients yeah, yeah. Uh, i actually got bored of that because i wasn't doing any fishing i was just yeah. working constantly money was brilliant yeah but there's more to life than money and i sounds yeah. silly but i went and worked i went and worked on um from doing that i've always always get quite bored so hence why i like social media because it's forever changing so i went from there and worked on the big bp ships Pumping all the oil, oil right. in for BP yeah. into the in all the barrels and all that sort of stuff, hooking them up and pumping them out. Did that for four or five years, um, and then got bored of doing that, and then went in to work for the government as uh, as a um, a prison officer at Belmarsh, dealing with all the wow. terrorists like Abu Hamza and all these sort of guys. So yeah, it's been a crazy. That must have been a real a real eye opener there. What, real know, that's quite a hostile environment. To, Very to hostile. Work in. That was one of the reasons I left there as well was because it was just getting too dangerous. Government yeah. cutting back on everything. You weren't getting as many officers yeah. in charge in there. I mean, it was it was different every day. That's why I liked it because it was different all the time. Um, and once or twice, particularly this one time, I won't tell you his name, but I was working one day and I opened up my door and went, all right, mate, how are you? Sort of thing. And it was another fisherman that I knew. Oh, was it? You know, that he'd be put in there. <laughs> right. And it was like... Don't tell anyone you're in here because they'll ship you out if they know we're friends. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a couple of times you'd be going about your work and all that sort of stuff. And you get, oi, where are you going fishing this week? And all right. this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, so yeah. it was um, interesting, always something happening. Uh, but at that same time, I started really getting into social media, yeah. really getting into photography, videography, that type of stuff. And um, yeah, just left there, built my business doing that and um yeah still do it now yeah so what's um you've done a bit of coaching as well yes i passed my level two coaching exam i was on the same course who else was on there we had um who's the guy from up uh lester really good angle with with uh calder can't remember his name now um oh, can't remember his name but uh, we was on the same course course together this has got to be 20 years ago yeah uh and, yeah and i did a did a few uh, courses and then went out, took people to linear and all that type of stuff. One particular, one particular client of mine, <laughs> you probably know him very well, actually. A little quick little story yeah, go on. was um, this guy messaged me, rang me up, and he said, uh, "Look, I want to come out with you. I want you to show me how to tie this rig, do this bit of casting, show that I'm a chef." So he said, oh, "At the moment, I'm a chef. I've come out with me. I cook the food and all that." We went out, had a really good time. Really good guy. Showed him loads of things at Linear. About a year later, he said, oh, I want to rebook you again. Went out, showed him a few more rig. Oh, this particular rig and all that type of stuff. And um, and I still speak to this guy to now. And he actually fished for England England team, uh, Bonesy. Oh, right. Yeah, now you said he's a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Bonesy. And we all have a giggle yeah. now. And I see him talking to someone. I go, yeah. tell him uh, who taught you how to go carp <laughs> and all that. And he, he, he's great yeah. about it. It's Fair really good. Play. But yeah, yeah. just, just shows, doesn't it? it? It does. You know, when you've been around a, a, a long time, you know, prime example, I've, I've, obviously you've been around a long time. I've been around a long time as mm. well. People turn around and go, oh, you can only get in the England team if you're a mate of Rob. It's like, well, <laughs> you, that's not the case at all. 
all of the England team are my mates, but I've been around so long that yeah. I know almost anybody. Yes. Yeah. And as the England manager, it's my job to know everybody if they're any good. So I already know you. you yeah. know, if I don't know you, the, the, the chances are you haven't come on my radar. Yeah. And if you haven't come on my radar... Yeah. There's a reason for that. You're not yeah. doing what you need to yeah, do. You're not winning to, matches. You're yeah, not doing to be able to get on the yeah, radar. But I mean, I look, I look at the England so, team. But, I look at the England teams that we've had and we've done so well. And I think, well, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no one in there. You think, what's he doing in there? It's like, yeah, hundred percent. Well, the, yeah, the, the door's always open. Yeah. So the door's always open. If anybody out there, and I'll say this straight down the barrel of the camera, if anybody out there wants a place in the England squad, no problem. The door is always open. I would love to welcome you in. All you've got to do is beat the people that are already in it. Simple as that. Yeah. Just go out and beat them. Prove you can do it, not just as luck, but you know, ideally twice, and I'll be all over you. Absolutely all over you. It's a really, really simple open door. Walk through it. Just go out and beat my boys. Simple as that. Yeah. So well, it should be. Or not, it? as the case may be. Or not. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I know yeah. some of them guys, and it's like, how can you catch that many fish doing what you're doing? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a talent, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's they, a talent, hard, hard work. Well, we've got the World Championships coming up. Mm. By the time this podcast goes out, it will have been. Uh, but we go out next week, so uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting stuff. It's going to be interesting stuff. So, what what's next then? You you you're obviously busy at the moment. Uh, do you target a fish? Do you just go out and enjoy your fishing? Um, I just go out and enjoy back? my fishing now. I think that's why I've been doing it for so long, and I enjoy. It. I'm buzzing to go out every week. Yeah, uh, it's like I look at modern day carp fishing now, and it's changed such a lot since we started. It really has, but it's it's not always changed for the better either. I don't think. You've got a lot of really intense anglers who, who want to be famous and they want to do this and they've got to catch that fish. A lot of the time, it's not only detrimental to the other people fishing the lakes, detrimental to themselves because yeah. they burn out and they go and they, you know, now and again, you'll, you'll see um, a guy who I ask, well, what happened to you? Oh, yeah, I give it up. It was too much and, yeah. and all that sort of thing. Um, but just enjoy it. I, I just enjoy it. I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush to catch every fish in the lake. I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to catch the biggest fish or the one I'm after straight away. Yeah. I, I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the journey. I don't know if that's an age thing. I think it is. I was I was about to step in there and say it just before you said it, but I think it is an age thing that as you get older, you realise that it's not about the results, it's about the journey. And and for me now as well, it's about the people that I meet yes. on the way there. Don't get me wrong, I've got different types of fishing. There's work fishing, which is out and out work, and that yep. is whatever it is. Then there's my own social fishing. Then there's competitive fishing. Then there's challenge fishing. Yep. You know, and if the challenge is to go and catch a certain fish from a certain place, then out and out. That's the challenge. You've got to do that. Um, but for my own pleasure fishing, it's it's more about where I am and who I'm with yep. than actually what I'm likely to catch. Yes. Yeah. All it used to all be originally when I was younger about weight yeah. and size. I've got to catch that big one. I've got to catch this one. I've got to target that one. I've got to do that. But as you say, as you get older. It's definitely the enjoyment of it. You know, it's an enjoyable sport. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, what we see as anglers, 99.9% of this world never see no. the sunset, the, the the bird, the kingfisher, the, what we take for granted yeah. when we're younger. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm older, I really I enjoy that hour in the evening. And, I, you know, you, it's what life's about to me. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how trends go again. We talked about it with bait. But, um, again, you know, as I was uh, coming through the ranks, as it were, in the late 80s, early 90s, you looked up to the likes of Richie McDonald. There was an upcoming young fella called Terry Hearn who was yeah. going out and catching a few fish as well. And it was all about the big fish and the hard ones to catch back then. Yep. Now, I think that is, is always still up there. But instead of there just being one mountain, there's a full range of mountains. You know, yep. Mountain 2 is the comp uh, competition side of things. Mountain 3 
is the challenge of where you're going in the environment. And, you know, Alan Blair, to be fair, and the boys from Nash have got to take a lot of credit yeah. because, you know, if, if you look at size with them, it's absolutely not about size. It's absolutely about journey. Well, it's the total opposite. It's the total opposite. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big or small they are. In fact, most of them are small, aren't they? Which yeah. is okay. It's just about that one the rod. Enjoyment that, doing it. That walking along and just enjoying yeah. yourself. It doesn't have to be there for a week. Yeah. It's something that everybody can associate with. Right, I've got... An afternoon, I want to go down my local pond or my little club lake and I want to get underneath that tree and flick a thing, half a wrap in it, yeah. or, or, you know, and just enjoy it. Flow as bread bomb business and all yeah. that sort of stuff going on. And it, mate, it's brilliant, it's, isn't it, really? It's, well, it's such, a, it's such a broad church fishing, isn't yeah. it? Carp fishing really in particular, uh, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're, it, whatever you want to do, do it. And, and this is almost a message that I reiterate every time a guest comes in there that actually we all fish for the same fish. Yeah. We all fish with slightly different intensities. And also with slightly different methods as well. And there isn't a right or a wrong answer. Well, that's why it's so good, isn't it? That's why I've been fishing for so long. And most of like our, our sort of age group is uh, it's because it's it's not just this day you do it. That's it. It's forever changing. You're fishing different venues. Yeah. Every session's different. Every you may try a different rig, you may try a different baiting the process. Ronnie. You're gonna get the Ronnie? No, sort of Ronnie. On the Ronnie. Come on. <laughs> I tell you, I did cast on, it out Patrol. once. I cast it out on all three rods, cast it out, and I was sitting there with my head in my hands, I went and I reeled them all in. Oh, you see, I've gone oh, the other I way. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do it. I've gone the other way with it. I was looking at it thinking, Oh, you know what, there's too much metal work on it for me and I tied one up to have a look at it. I, I, th- I think actually it might have been I was on an underwater shoot and someone had got one on. And I looked at how it laid and how it presented, and I just thought, you know what? Yeah. I can see why that works. I think sometimes, if we're being techie now, I think sometimes people use too much metal work yep. on the bottom of it and, it, and it makes it a really obvious rig. But if you finesse it down and put the weight into it with a blob of putty rather than a load of iron, then actually I think it works well. Really I use a well. 360 rather than a Ronnie. See, I Is like a 360, and I don't put any weight on it or, or anything. I, I, it's just the. I mean, it's not a plug, but I use like the little 12 mil CC Moore Norman Specials. Yes, yeah, yeah. And a size four hook, curved shank or medium shank, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. and it just sinks it perfectly every time. The, the, the thing, let's let's have rig debate now, because for me, I never really got into the 360, and I know mm. back in the day, I was out filming. Uh, I think it was with Laney, and we were on the Blue Pool, you know, a, a long old time ago, and he had one, and it just got caught up in the net. Yeah, and there's what. See, that's a common mistake that's made as well. What you need to do, and like some of my videos that I've done, is a like a safe 360. Yeah, you need to have a little bit of silicon on the end, or a bit of rig shrink tube on the end, yeah. which you've steamed on there, and you don't get any problem. Yeah. But then what happens when you do that is actually it becomes a Ronnie, just with a slightly different configuration of, of um. instead of an eye going through an eye. It's an eye going onto a hook, but it's not Possibly, far off the same. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a lot of difference, no. really. If you get down to the nitty-gritty yeah, no, of it, I just think you get more movement yeah, yeah. with it. But it's, yeah. like all things in fishing, it's what you're confident with will catch oh, you fish. It's not you're on the new super bait, because there isn't a super bait. Yeah, you're yeah. not on the new this or this rig or that rod or What do you think whatever. of the twig, then? The, you know, oh, talking about new things. Started. What about the old twig? <laughs> the twig. Now, I bought them. I, I bought one of the twigs. Oh, did you? Okay. I thought, I'm not going to say anything about the twig until yeah. I've actually seen it. In the meantime of ordering it and getting it, I saw Crowey put out a a video saying, this isn't new. 25 years ago, me and Husey, we put it in a book, or we was going to put it in a book. No, it did. It went in strategic competition. And we was told we couldn't promote it because it was unethical. 
Oh, Tim Paisley gave us a real bollocky. I can imagine, yeah. So he, he like, you know, we, we talking of angling legends. Yes, he got me started fishing. He did. Yeah, oh, he's he's an absolute superstar. Sorry, I'm just having a look to see if I can see it there. Uh, there's the old twin airbag method, balancing PVA. Uh, I don't. I think this was, yeah, this was the foreign reversion mm. of strategic carp fishing. But and yeah, we, he said, we didn't put it in there. Uh, but he come out and, so, and said it, it, it was like Paisley had said to him, like, yeah. you know, it's ethical. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I'll get one, make up my own mind. So I looked at it and I thought, if you'd put that inside a lead, there would have been no problem at all. If yeah. you'd actually put that, yeah. that contraption, inside of a lead. Yeah, trigger lead. Would have been yeah. would have been the best new addition to angling. Yeah. But it's too exposed. The things come out like that. I, I personally won't use it. I won't knock anyone else for using it. But I just think you're going to... One thing that no one's really mentioned is the size of the flanks of the fish. Yeah, yeah. You're going to take scales off with it. Yeah. You're going to get caught in weed. I mean, I know at the end of the day, you're putting a hook in a fish's mouth and you're dragging it into the net anyway, if you look at it that way. But it's not for me. I think it, it just causes a little bit more harm, possible harm. Yeah, it's yeah. in the use of the angler as well. So you've got to think of all different situations that someone would use it and if they're inexperienced or... It's that was, I think that was that was the big advantage of the one that, that me and Crowey put together because actually it, it didn't have the arms that came off. It was literally mm. just one little stick that came off that you effectively preloaded your hook link onto. Mm. And then when the fish picked it up, it pricked it. And yeah. then after that, it all flipped round. And I, it went I, I saw something very similar back in Darrow in the late 80s, right. early 90s. There was a guy on there... And he was using um, something very slimmer. He'd use an arm, he'd load it, cast it out, yeah. and then it would flip like that. So probably the same sort of thing. Yeah, he, similar he used, sort of thing. He used a coated wire hook link. Oh, right. Okay. Me. Which is, um, yeah, no, we didn't use that. Yeah, it's like a, a wire trace. Oh, it would be like a spring lock indicator, like a spring, it, Exactly the same thing. Bring it around That's like what that, he was using. And it would go ping. And it was, he'd clip it up, yeah. cast it out, PVA'd out the side, and it would be sitting there, and he caught loads of fish out of Darren yeah, back yeah. in the day, you know, yeah, late yeah. 80s, early yeah, 90s. That's definitely d different rig, but similar principle. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's the way it's been built by the Chinese or whoever's made it. You've got that spring in there. If you pull it out, it, can, it actually goes at a right angle. Yeah. I looked at it and it, you know, I'm, I'm not slagging off Ali or anything. I, just my opinion. See, I think, personally, I think time's moved on now. And I think the concept of it isn't unethical. No, no, I think the concept's brilliant. So, it, so it where really in is. the past we were we were pulled to order because it was like, no, you can't do that. I think nowadays yep. move, things have moved on quite a lot. I was going to yep. say the world's turned. It's probably turned dozens of times since then. So I don't think it's an ethical issue. I think it's a practical issue. Yes. Uh, with, yep. with Fish with safety issue. For, for me, yeah. um, someone could use it a thousand times and never have a problem. But it's that one time yeah. that you could get tethered up in weed or whatever it yeah. is. Um, as I say, for all them tackle companies out there, if it was inside uh, an inline lead, yeah, you'd sell millions yeah. of them. Make a make a make a big difference then, wouldn't it? Would because make, it's well, all encased. But if you think about it, the elasticated method feeder is is the same in reverse. I know. I think Steve Renyard um, yeah, got I a think, bit shirty first, saying, "Hang on a second, yeah, I've come I've, up with that," but it was the other way around. But yes, yeah, it's, it, it, it's not preloaded. It's, it's not. It's not preloaded. Once yeah. the twig does its thing, yeah. then it's. Uh, then it's yeah, the same then as it's the hermit rig. Then it's the hermit rig, but yeah. it's too late. Then it's it's done. Yeah. But even looking at it, it only moves that much. Yeah. So it's I'm not sure it even makes that much of a difference. To be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas with the hermit rig, that moves a lot more. That's on a 
a long bit yeah, of but elastic. Yeah, that's elastic. Like you say, yeah. that's that's a tensioning yes. system as opposed yeah. to, you know, a, a, a trigger. Yeah, because I heard a lot so, of people say to me, oh, it's hurt me. No, it's not. Absolutely not. It, 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 when it's yeah, yeah. been done, it is, the, it is similar to that. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my sort of stance on it. I won't knock anyone for using it, but I, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. use it. Yeah, no. In- interesting reaction. You know, it was another another one that really set the world alight on social media. Mm. Of, of people for and against, and it seems that they're coming down more one side than the other. Yeah. What, um, what are the gossip, do you know? Do you know any of the gossip? Um, Gossip's always good. Gossip? Oh, blimey. Not really, no. Not that I could actually probably tell you. Oh. <laughs> oh. No. No. Um, yeah. no. No, I mean, you know, it's like in the fishing industry, in the fishing world, oh, he's doing this, oh, he's going out of her now, he's doing that, oh, he's moving to that company, there's always something going. And most of it's a load of rubbish yeah. anyway, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I've never known an industry... So much talking rubbish. <laughs> it's because everybody knows each other. Everybody knows. It, it really is a small industry, isn't it? It, yeah, it really absolutely. is when you think about it. So many years ago, I fished Harefield Lake in the Cone Valley. And I was. it's before we had fluoro pop-ups, things like that, fluoro yeah. colours. And I was fishing away, and I managed to source a fluoro colour from India, Mumbai or something like that. Order some as a sample, a little tiny bit, and I made up these fluoro pop-ups. I think someone else had come out with, I think, Frank Warwick. This is like 80s, 90s. Yeah, yeah. And um, I showed them to someone over there, uh, Craig Lyons, uh, old school car. Yeah, I remember Craig. He took them to Lockie. Yeah. And Lockie said, I want some of these. Uh, where, where can I get this powder? So what I did was I put them in touch with the guys at Mumbai. Solar ordered up these big like, big buckets full of the powder, bright yeah. yellow, fluoro yellow like you couldn't believe. Got them to customs. Lockie gets a phone call saying, we've just had to blow up your buckets no. of stuff. They're radioactive. Really? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, uh, they got it and they put all these things over and they thought oh it was radioactive. God. They'd blow it up. They thought it was like a bomb material or something wow. like that. But he still ordered a load more, got it back, and that was the original yellow fluoro pop-up. Oh, yeah, pineapple were they? Pucker pineapple yeah, were, and wow. it, I, I supplied it to him. It was great. Fantastic. You know, but they blew oh, it up at blew, blew <laughs> customs. I tell you what, that could only happen to Lockie. It could only happen to Lockie. Lockie like, lucky Lockie. It, yeah, he is, um, yeah. <laughs> if something's going to happen, it's going to happen to Lockie, isn't it? It certainly is. Classic. A great little story. Well, look, one of the things that we always like our guests to do is bring us in a present. We've got some amazing things up here oh, from, yes. obviously, <laughs> check that out. Uh, Steve Spurgeon brought that in last wow. time. That was the uh, that was the first ever my foray into film. I for bet the you haven't even got time. a copy of that, have you? No, no. It's, I felt a little bit like J.R. Hartley for all of the old people <laughs> that will remember that. But uh, yeah, yeah wow. that was me and Crowey in 97, 67, I think it was. There we go. I remember that, which on, is very sad as on well. On VHS. <laughs> there we go. So, we would love to add you to our well, wall. Well, I've got something a bit special here. Well, special to me is yeah. um, three years ago, probably actually next month, I set up uh, Catch My Carp, the Code UK, where we we uh, we got videos on there, discounts. You know, it's what uh, it's not typography for that. It's a lot smaller than that, yeah. and it's just me doing my thing. And I've got my subscribers. Now, we've got merchandise like hoodies and T-shirts and mugs. Yeah. But this was the very first mug. Wow. And I kept. I thought, I'd keep the very first one that I got yes. out of the box yeah. like that and kept it. It's been on my side like that. And I thought, this would make a great present to you guys. Number one mug. And it is awesome. It is the Biscuit of the Week mug. Is number it? Number one. So it's, your, it's uh, the Biscuit of the Week mug there. So that's for you, Rob. That's ace. I don't want to hand that in. I want that. <laughs> That's amazing. Look at that. So, yeah. Biscuit That's the, the very week. first one. It's, it's like I've sold hundreds of them, but 
It's the uh, it was the very first one that got out of the box. You know when you sort of think, right, yeah, this is real now. We've actually yeah. got merchandise. We've got videos going up. We've it's got become all... a thing. Yes, isn't it? And um, yeah, and it, I think at the time it was like Sipography were doing their thing, and obviously yeah. you've had a lot more guys come into the space. Yes, but mine's very instructional with a couple of campaign videos, and it all come about from YouTube from years ago, three or four years ago. People saying to me. Can you do more? I want more. I want more videos. We really like what you're doing. Uh, you know, can you do some more rig ones? How about some more campaign? At one point, I was doing a video a day, wow. releasing it. Ooh. I was filming them, editing them, putting them up, yeah, that's banging lot. them out there. Yeah. And it comes to a point where this is costing me so much money to do. I still want to do it. Yeah. What's the thing I can do? So, right, I put it on a platform. Yeah. The guys want to pay four ninety nine. That's never going to change. It's always yeah, been the yeah. same. Yeah. Or yearly forty nine ninety nine, uh, and you get. Video week, you get a live stream. Yeah. We build the community. Yeah. Everyone comes on there, asks all their questions. There's never a silly question. Uh, we do rig videos. We do Burko boiler. We do cob video. We do all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, can I have mugs? Oh, I want a hoodie. I want t-shirts and pens and stickers. And so that was the very first one that we got out of the box and went bloody hell. Right, this is real now, isn't it? Fantastic. Um, so yeah, you're yeah. welcome awesome. to that one. Well, I feel quite privileged with that. That's uh, I like your colour. Coordination, yeah, on that as well. That's yeah. quite a quite a cool biscuit of the week. Together. Yeah, biscuit which is quite a big thing. Biscuit of the week. So, what is biscuit of the week this week? What would, if you could have a choice, what would your biscuit <sighs> My be? All-time favorite biscuit. It's gonna be. This is gonna be really bland and normal. It's custard cream. It's gotta is it? be, isn't it? Yeah. You see, I'm, I mean, what? I'm, I mean, what? Well, I'm with you on the. There's bourbons. some lovely biscuits out there, but I always come back to custard cream. The, uh, mate, you and me are kindred spirits, but for me, it's the bourbon. And and one of the great things but about they do these, a, they do a chocolate custard cream now as well. No, it can't be because a custard cream has to be a custard cream. That would be like doing a, yeah. a custard bourbon. It wouldn't be yeah. right. It'd be a different biscuit. They are nice. Though. So, but I, I'm getting involved in biscuit of the week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition. Well, that of was biscuit one of the of things week. we was going to do, or I was going to do on my channel was have a different person doing be biscuit done. of the week. You know, we could get someone on and just say, right, tell me about your biscuit and yeah. that. Um, well, go on. Let's do, let's do it now because like you've, you've got me on the biscuit thing. Um, bourbon, you, bourbon is the one you've you always got, to got have, back to. You've got to dunkability. You see, there's there's a process with yeah, biscuit yeah. a week. So yeah. you've got to have your, you you get your biscuit and you go right. We're going for dunkability now. So we don't uh, no fail that one. Bourbon it, wins all that. this sort of stuff. Bourbon, yeah, yeah. bourbon's really good. It's up there with custard cream, believe me. Yeah. but custard you, cream's the one. You know the other the other great one, obviously hanging around with Crowy for such a long period of time, but <laughs> some of his tightness has worn off on me. God, and they well, used to like a Gary Baldy all the time, oh, but they're terrible oh. for dunking because they're really dry. Oh, they've got all them. It, yeah, raise it. Fl dead flies in them, haven't they? Well, no fat in it. He was Mr. <laughs> Healthy, wasn't he? Yeah, he I used to love the, yeah. uh, like a chalky digestive, ideally with a toffee in it as well. So, you know. Anyway, I've now turned into Mr. Healthy and I'm moving towards rich tea. Rich which tea. Which is terrible on the dunk, especially Blend. if you go for the low yeah, fat Yeah, it just one. flops, doesn't it? Yeah. You get, and you know when you're dunking, actually? So, if we used to have dunking contests and they run up to the British Carp Angling Championships. On okay. a Thursday night, we would have the dunking contest. Mm. So, you have your brew at the same time, yep. and ideally it's biscuits out the same pack. Yep. So you'll have a home biscuit and then a away biscuit. So I'll have the bourbon, you'll have the custard cream. Yep. So round one, three, two, one, go. It has to go in at the same time, and this is where the competition goes, because you will go to what you think is the limit. Yeah. You've then got to take it out, turn it through ninety degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and stick it in the old cake hole. Yeah. Now, if you turn it through 90 degrees <laughs> and it gets in, yeah. then, then that's a win. Yeah. You've obviously passed. Yeah. Now, 
I've now got to do it. So the second that you've taken yours out, I'll take mine out afterwards. Yeah. So if you do it both, then... So if I do it and yeah. it's, I've left mine in longer, then I win. You win. Yeah. Then what happens if it crumbles? Well, if it crumbles, it's a fail, isn't it? It's oh, like four yeah. faults in, a, in in show jumping. Yeah. That's it, you're out. So really, if you so, you could really just go like that, bring it out, buy it and go, it's fine. Yeah. And then wait for the other person and it fails. Yeah, absolutely. So, But you, but the thing is that whoever goes second has got the advantage because you as first, you've got to push it right to the very, very limit. Mm. Because even one second more... It sounds like a series there. Oh, that it, does, it was it? brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a new series. But, but then what we what we do, obviously, if we've just done the bourbon, then obviously we've now got to flip flip to the custard because you yeah. know the dunkability. Custard cream lasts it forever. You could stick it in there for 30 seconds, bring it out. You see, it I just think holds together. I, I, I think there's a bit Bourbon's... More, it's close, isn't it? There's a bit bo- more fat bourbon's in Bourbon's just like a fake custard cream. <laughs> 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 I wish we got a packet of each now and a kettle. We could have some serious what is, Winston, what's your favourite biscuit? Chocolate <laughs> digestive. Chocolate digestive. Oh. That's another it's, classic. That's an absolute winner. Uh, and it doesn't. It doesn't chocolate you, melts and... You've got everything. That's about four in the table, that is. I, I'd say it's even higher than that because the chocolate on the outside of it melts before it goes into biscuits. It's protected mm. from one side, so you're reinforcing your dunkability on it. It's like, when that's a really good choice. And, and uh, if I hadn't gone on my rich tea kick, that was that was the one that was up there before. You know, He's the, trumped you, hasn't he? That's what he's, he's done. Well, no, he's tempted me, not trumped me, because I, oh, now he's <laughs> put now, it in the head. Now and we I want, now want every single that. one, don't we, those? Yeah. <laughs> Curveball, that's got a plain... Chocolate digestive wins over. Oh, milk. you see, I vary. Ah, oh, no, milk. It's got to be milk. No, it hasn't. No, no, no. Oh, it no. has. Come on. No, no, you can you can flip. You can flip. Yeah, you can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No. You see, I've I've had a bit of a thing with jammy dodgers recently. Um, I, I I think I think again partly because they were on offer in Tesco's when yeah, I went in for that's a double the one pack normally, of, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two for one. All that's that, yeah. it. But like the good thing about bourbons and custard creams now. Uh, certainly in Tesco's, as they do a double pack for 70p, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. But the only downside of that is, obviously, you buy them and you have to eat the whole packet. That's the you, problem, you see. You can't Imagine leave a Imagine I'm filming that every, every week or every couple of weeks. I'm doing biscuit a week. Yeah. And I go to Tesco's or Lidl or whatever, and it's like, I have to have them four, I Ooh. think. You know, But then they've got to be eaten. Obviously, they're a waste of money, aren't they? Lidl, Lidl <laughs> you know? for me, is just the place. Because they do there's an exotic nice ones, biscuit you don't know about. Well, there's one you want to have a look at, which is, this is the, the biscuit you want to go at, is Lou, right. a French one. Okay. who come over here called Lou, L-U. Yeah. They're called, you might see in the adverts, but the cinnamon one. Oh, is it? See, they, it's they, the bomb, it is. They do one that's in the same sort of pack as a, a you know, the Jammy Dodgers pack. Rather than just a wrap, mm. it's got, it's got the, the holster that they sit in but they're square and they're like morning coffee but the chocolate on the top of the morning coffee is like three times as thick as the biscuit that's just that that might be my next biscuit I'll that one I think go with it so it's giveaway time now and we've got a fantastic giveaway for you just have a look at these in front five kilos of our amazing solubles in the flavour of your choice we do two types we do Krilla and we do sweet corn both work incredibly well the competition is really easy to enter too All you've got to do is answer a simple question and send it to the address below, which is podcast at outlawpro.co.uk. Now, you need to have listened to the podcast because the question is, what is Leon Bartrop's favourite biscuit? What is his favourite biscuit? Send it by email to the address below. We'll stick all the names that are successful into a hat, pull one out, and you get five kilos of our magnificent soluble of your choice. 
We've more or less run out of time. What's next in the life already of Liam Barker? Already, have run out of time already. Bloody <laughs> yeah, hell. Um, I'm right. just going to keep producing the content. I mean, uh, the community that I've built, we catch more carp. Uh, it's just there's people who've been members for three years. A lot of the Brilliant. members have been there since the start. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I say to them, right, what video do you want? Right, can you do one? The one, one of my most popular videos, believe it or not, is how to load your barrow. You'd think, what a ridiculous video. But you've got to realise that yourself and me were like yeah. the 10% of anglers. We, we've been doing it so long. I crash it, it my barrow regularly. <laughs> but it, it, exactly. And yeah. it's like, well, can you show me? So I did the video. I'm like, thank yeah. you very much. So any videos they want, they got input and we produce those videos and put them out there. And do, so more content, do another three years of it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, build the community and keep working and doing my stuff and keep fishing. Lovely. And keep smiling, mate. Keep the, smiling. Mate. You have a bit of fun. You know, it's too serious fishing nowadays. You know, I've got to get in that swim. He's put his bucket in there and just enjoy it, man. There's a, there's a lot of really cool and trendy looking people out there that are catching carp, carp but not seeming to enjoy it carp as much as they should do. But the, the, the thing's, half these guys I speak to and they go, how do I sort of progress in doing these things and still look carpy and all yeah. that? And Forget you, looking carpy. Just be yourself and enjoy it. Be yourself. Absolutely. It, 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 if I could give any sort of um, advice for your social media don't try and be anything else just yeah. be yourself be yourself and you'll grow your social media Absolutely. be yourself and be consistent fantastic look wonderful words of wisdom there thank you ever so much for coming in thank you very much for it's, having me it's been hilarious it's been entertaining I've really enjoyed it I've, my, my face is actually aching a little bit through smiling <laughs> of just being completely different rather than yes. talking about rigs and widgets yeah. and end tackle it's not all Enjoy about the fishing. catching the fish. Absolutely. But enjoying the journey. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That's the end of the journey for us here today. You know what to do. Click, like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff. And from us here at the Outcast Podcast Room, we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to The Outcast, the podcast from Outlaw Pro, the ultimate angling experience. Remember to follow us on social media for updates and information on future guests. See you next time.